Lifestyles, a show designed to help everyday Australians create a lifestyle that inspires them using property development strategies. On the show, you'll hear from everyday people changing their lives doing property development. You'll learn from their successes as well as some of the challenges they faced along the way. We'll also talk to experts from a range of fields who share specialised techniques you can use to accelerate your property journey. I'm your host, Amanda McEwen, and I'm a founder of Rising Star Developer, and I'm really passionate about helping everyday Australians build lifestyles using property development. Hey everyone, Amanda McEwen here, founder of the Rising Star Developer and here for our Building Lifestyles podcast. And today I have one of my very special students who was actually my third student who joined the Inner Circle. So I've got some, uh, really look forward to sharing Harry's story. Harry's from Victoria and really keen to share with you his journey and what he's done since he's jumped full, uh, full steam ahead into property development. So Welcome, Harry. We've also got here, very fortunate enough to have Harry's uh, joint venture partner here, Arsh. So we're going to have some great dialogue about um, Harry's journey, but also their experience in their joint venture partnership with their projects they're currently working on. So, hey, Harry. Hey, Arsh. Hi, man. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Harry, we'll start off firstly. Um, prior to joining the Inner Circle, I know you had built your own home and done a couple of renos. What was it that made you want to even entertain doing property development? Well, I, I, I have had a little bit of uh, dabble in property development, but I've never had a, a, a dabble in where you build it and sell it in the same 18-month period. I've sort of built it and hang, up, hang on to it for 10 or 12 years. And it was quite lucrative for me and it was quite a good experience in the sense that I, I rented the, uh, the, the units that I built in Seaford out but I joined Amanda's group thinking that maybe I hadn't got enough experience in actually the feasibilities on the now time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more like a prolonged period of time. So I needed to narrow it down to make a good good cash flow or good chunk deals mm-hmm. so that I could use that money to build more wealth. And... Um, I needed something that would give me that. And I had done another couple of courses before Amanda's, and I must say that um, I was looking for something that was a little bit more uh, approachable. The, the the host was more approachable, and I was able to get on one-on-one or a phone call uh, for the least amount of money. So because there's a lot of courses out there that want to charge you an arm and a lane and you don't have this privilege. And uh, I'd like to say thanks, Amanda, for that. And the other thing that really got me going was uh, she does a, there you're in it for 52 weeks, and now it's 53 weeks, now it's 54 weeks, and you start to realise that you haven't done anything. <laughs> so it really uh, put the uh, wind up my sail, and I thought, well, I've got a few uh, gaps in what I, my knowledge and my detail, and I looked around for a JV partner that had more detail than I did. Uh, I can see a deal from a mile away, but I needed the numbers to be right. Yeah. And Arge compliments me on that side of it. So it's really good. So we're working well together. 
That's amazing. And what Harry's talking about inside the inner circle, um, part of the, the program is I pop into the inbox once a week and add additional content or mindset or just information, um, even how to run your business. And it's very strategically done to pop in there and go, hang on a second, life gets in the way, life gets busy, let's get back on track. So I'm glad that uh, the intent, intention of it actually happened for you as well. It's actually like a bit of a cow prodder, you know, give me a, you know, a, a stick, you know, to make me move a little bit faster or quicker because, I don't know, it's just amazing how other things do get in the way of your goals and ambitions. And um, until Amanda started uh, giving me that little bit of a heads up. So that was good. So it's made us move into our, I think we're in our third project now, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're on our third one. That's amazing. contract just a couple of weeks ago. That's great. And we'll get into those deals in a second. And, and so, Harry, before you joined, you were currently, you're working full-time um, as a manager at Coles, right? Is that right? Oh, yeah. I was working full time. It was um, giving us, me the uh, paycheck to go to the bank. But uh, once you click a certain age, the bank doesn't want to see the paycheck anyhow. So, um, but um, I've been able to, um, and I can see the light, I've been able to now drop down to two and a half days a week because there's a light at the end of our tunnel and it's um, very close. So, um, very happy to move on and. Uh, do this full time. And that's amazing, Harry. And just to put it into context, uh, this is just over two years from what you, when you first decided to go on this property investment, property development journey, or when you certainly joined the inner circle. So to be able to even cut down those hours, well, it, like it, you have. It, it's um, one of those things where you look at your work and you say, I'm doing 45 to 50 hours a week. And you say to yourself, how long that's going to last for mm-hmm. as you get older? You know, how, how, how many more hours you're going to be able to do. And the workload was getting more and more because of cost efficiencies and cost, you know, the, the, the company wants to make as much dollars as they can, but your body's not going to withstand it. And I've been doing it for 11 years and I thought to myself, no, this is not going to go for another 11 years. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. And you had, like, you had the vision and you've certainly executed on it and you're in mid- midstream right now as well. And, and I guess that leads us on... Part of what you learned through um, through educating yourself, you worked out that property development is like a puzzle, isn't it? So you worked out what your own capacity was and where your own strengths and weaknesses were in development. Um, and then clearly that's where you and uh, Arj became aligned because you realised that you had lacks some skills that he had and together both of you could actually go and do some great deals together. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the other thing that we also realised is that... Um, say your money doesn't take you as far in Melbourne as you like, there's plenty of places that you can develop that uh, can f- fit within your budget. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so you've just got to go out there and find them. That's right, absolutely. And, and you, t- you hit a really great point then because we always hear in the media about the capital cities, like the Melbournes, the Sydneys, the Brisbane's, the Adelaide's, but there's actually a market so much wider than our capital cities that people get caught up in the media and not actually think there's there's regional areas and satellite suburbs that has so much opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, if you, you know, um, there's some great growth in uh, our regional main hubs at the moment that um, I've ne- never seen it. And I think the government's pouring so much infrastructure into them. So yeah, get out and have a look around. I mean, it is a bit more difficult 
you've got to drive for a couple of hours, but I'm sure you can find something to talk about in a two-hour trip or an hour and a half trip. <laughs> you can listen to podcasts. That's it. So let's let's talk about yourself and Arj. So how did you two, it almost sounds like a dating questionnaire, how did you two meet? It was, a, it was actually a, a property uh, course that Arj and I did together. And uh, we got on the same plane at about 10 o'clock at night and I drove Arch home. And then um, Arch started to get a little bit of a group together and every Saturday once a month we would meet. Mm-hmm. And over a year and a half period, I was watching Arch from a distance and saying, well, yeah, maybe maybe this could work. So, yeah, that's that's how we sort of met. So we, I felt the waters... And I, I think, yeah, before we actually decided to jump in with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I remember, to, sorry, Arj, go. Sorry, Amanda. Uh, yeah, I remember the day when uh, Harry came to me. This was after um, a coffee catch up in Chatston. And then when we were walking to the car park, Harry said, Hey, Arj, um, have you ever thought about doing a joint venture uh, partnership uh, you and I can do? And I said, Yeah, yeah, sure, Harry, we can do. And then, the within a week he pinged, uh, messaged me and asked did you think about it well at the time i didn't know what that like you know how big that's going to be you know thinking back three years from how, where we are mm. that uh, you know the 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 base of all the projects and the wealth that we have built so far is actually that conversation that, that harry had asked at the time and then we just yeah it, it rolled from there but i didn't yeah. think i got too excited actually i was a bit you know yeah, I didn't anyway. know what it was at the time. So. He's a system analyst. That was as excited as he was going to get, you know. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And I think you've highlighted uh, the the power of community around you because, as you know, once you start branching your networks and associating with people that have similar interests in property and different, you know, in business in general, it does then open up a world of opportunity because you're thinking the same way, you're being educated in a similar way. Um, it makes you open to uh, even exploring the concept of joint ventures in the first place. Um, I think you also raised another good point is you actually sat back and observed each other from afar and, and, and got to know each other and understood if it was the sort of person that you'd like to work together with. Because as you would both know, when you go down the path of doing a joint venture, you really do want to be able to get along, um, have similar values, have good communication skills, because if you don't have those key criteria, then you know what, you're stuck having to do a project with someone that's a pain in the butt or mm. um, you know, you're not going to get along with or if it's challenging in any way and you can't work through it, you're stuck in that deal for, you know, you're stuck with that relationship for, for the whole length of that deal. Yeah, and, and, and it's... Um... What, what, how could I say about partnerships and marriage? You're about the same r- ratio. So, you know, you, you really have to look at your partner. And we've been blessed that um, Arge is a um, very good family man and I'm a good family man. So we've got the same values that way. Um, he's well-respected in his community. So, you know, we're uh, kicking more goals than uh, we ever anticipated uh, on uh, money partners and uh, deals that come across our desk. So um, the next stage now is to probably uh, settle and, you know, get ourselves, our thoughts together and ha- have a little bit of work through these couple of deals and then move on to the next, you know, we're not going to be, we're not going to try and do um, 35 deals in six months. 
But you're certainly growing. So when you first started talking, exploring a joint venture with one another, how did you go about working out who was going to do what in the partnership and how did that evolve contractually as well? Uh, I can speak on that one. Okay. So um, Harry, I knew about Harry's experience. So um, and he, he's very good with dealing with people uh, and uh, you know negotiating with the agents and all the stuff. Um, well, in fact, we didn't have a plan of who will take what roles because we were open about it. So we knew that we can work together because we know our personalities. We were, you know, right from the, the, the time we met, we were actually really good individuals that we could um, just be, you know, sit and have a uh, coffee with, which is a, is a good start, I, I felt. Yeah. And then we, as we went along, we started uh, uh, taking uh, roles. Like you, you, even now we don't have one, like one person does the same role or it's not like one person will do the same role uh, always. Mm-hmm. We get uh, like, I, I, if I do something, I'll, I'll share with him and ask for feedback on what do you think? And then same with him. He would chat with me about, okay, I think we should do this. What do you think? And we just make, make sure and you know, we collaborate and make a uh, informed decision. And we always ask um, ourselves, ask ourselves every day, what can we do better? What didn't go well for us and what did go well for us? And, most of it's um, with his strengths and I'm with my strengths. So we go, we do work with our strengths, really. I don't try and uh, go with my weaknesses and get involved in Arj's strengths. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. So let's talk through your deals. So the very first, so you agreed to actually go ahead and do a deal together. So talk me through your first deal. Okay. You're the numbers man, Arj. <laughs> okay, so it's a it's a four acre block that we bought in Castlemaine with a house in one corner. Uh, it's a four bedroom, two bathroom house, um, a decent, structurally sound, but outdated house. Uh, we bought and uh, we we had a brand new subdivision just across the road from the block, mm-hmm. where we could see five hundred to six hundred square meter lots on average. House is selling for uh, around seven hundred at the time when we started. This is a year and a half, yeah, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did our numbers actually for um, only five lots. So we we had the house in one lot, and then we, we thought we'll get four lots, uh, four more lots. That's how we initially put the fees over, and the fees have worked. And when we started talking to the consultants, they said, I think you have a better way to subdivide this, and they increased it to nine lots. And then when we went to the engineers, they said, hey, guys, you got, you, got, you got a better way to squeeze in one more lot. So we went to 10 lots. And now we, after talking to um, council, they asked us to do, do some changes. And now we are at 12 lots. And all the lots are still at that round um, 600-odd square meter um, average. Um, and it's still conducive for the local area. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, earlier, the first plan was to have super lots of 2,500 uh, square meters. Mm-hmm. But now we changed our plan to have around uh, 600 to 800 square meter lots. Okay. All of them. Wow. So we are getting 12 lots of division. That's our first project. Yeah. In two wow. stages. So that, sorry, Harry? In two stages, stage one and stage two, because uh, we had a little bit of a, um, what would you call it, a hiccup with the, the fire, fire, fire brigade? Yeah. Yeah. So they had their rules about uh, if it goes 10 lots or over, they have the separate rules. If it's yeah. under 10, rolls, 10 lots, they have separate rules. We broke our... Um, subdivision plan into two stages. So stage one, eight lots, and stage two, the eight super lot, we will be subdividing into another five lots. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's amazing. So I'm guessing I'd love to know what uh, the difference between the initial fees are and where you've got to yeah. now because you've been the benefit of not just increasing the doubling the loss, but also in a market that has boomed in that time as well. Definitely. Yeah. So when we did our fee, so um, right, even even at that 10 lot round, the 10 lot when we came around that 10 lot subdivision mark, uh, the lots were at 220 to 240k per lot. Um, this is yeah, a year or, or so ago. Mm-hmm. And just in that last year, there was a massive growth and they are all selling at 300 plus. Wow. Yeah. So just by creating those 12 lots on an average, 12 into 80k, we just nearly a million dollars up uh, more than what we initially anticipated. And that's profit. Yeah. I've realised for emphasis that um, these are projected numbers and I like to see the money in the bank. Don't we all? <laughs> but we have to do our numbers on projections and, that, and I think um, you know, part of being good with numbers and doing your feasibilities is you get a lot of comfort in the numbers and they're never going to be exact and that's why no. we always make sure we have yeah. our buffers in our numbers so that if it goes up, the bonus, if it goes down, you still know you're going to be making money. Exactly. But when you go, when you do it on five and end up with 12, I mean, it, 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 it's just one of those gifts. I, 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 I'm still trying to work out what's, what's, what's happened here. But anyway. So what yeah. do you think? What are your targets so in total? What is your target profit looking like at the moment? We are sitting around $2 million profit, uh, projected profits when we uh, sold all the lots. And the house. All the 12 lots and well, yeah, 11 lots and the house. Yeah. So just That's to give you. a rough, um, yeah, the rough numbers were uh, we bought the house with the four acre block for $875,000 yep. um, plus the stamp duty. And then the renovation that we did was, you know, roughly around 100K. Um, and we just had a comparable sales by, sent, sent to us by um, the agent whom we were working with, Jealous Craig agent. So uh, we could clearly see the houses. On a, on a smaller block, around 2,000 square meters, which is what we have got when we subdivide the house on a smaller block, are selling for 950 plus. Wow. And, 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 and yeah, around four, four bedroom, two bathroom configuration. So we are sitting around that, comfortably around the 900 plus mark for the house. Mm-hmm. And rest of the blocks um, are sitting in somewhere between 260 to 320, 330, uh, based on their size and um, yeah, frontage. Wow. So based on what you're saying, you know, you've effectively, by by renovating the house and adding value to it, uh, you've almost recouping your original purchase price plus your reno in selling that front house and you've de-risked the project. So really it doesn't really owe you much when I mean, you have, of course, your subdivision costs and engineering costs and things like that. But if you look at across those remaining 11 lots, you've got very, very little cost associated with it. So the rest of it's pure yeah. profit. So worst case, even if the lots end up selling for 250 as opposed to 320, you're still putting a lot of cash in the back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, roughly around 80K per lot was our anticipated uh, connection, sorry, some division cost. Um, that, that, the 80K was itself on a, on a high side when we anticipated. But yeah, the, the, the materials and cost of labor has gone up. So we probably are at that 80K mark still. Mm-hmm. And the projected, uh, sorry, the resale has gone up significantly, which is uh, helping, helping well. That's amazing. Had, could you have ever thought when you first took on this deal that you had the potential to be banking, you know, I'm not sure how your profit split is, but, you know, banking that sort of money in your first deal? No, we didn't anticipate that at all. <laughs> and what, no. is, what is that sort of wealth, if you're banking, say, for assuming you bank 50-50 or a million dollars each, 
How does that change your lives? <laughs> well, never thought about that before. We're going to Santorini. <laughs> Good on you. I really think that after you do a deal, and especially one as lucrative as this, have a reward, you know, a really good reward to yeah. acknowledge your achievement. It's so important. Well, I want to see yeah. Arj's country. Arj wants to see my Arj's wife wants to see my country. So we've we've got the uh we've actually got a the, our second deal is in Santorini Propriety Limited. <laughs> Yeah, so the, we named our second, uh, so in the second deal, we the company that we created, we named the company Santorini HWC. HWC stands for Here We Come. Oh, that's awesome. I PG love that. LTD. That's brilliant. Yeah, so, we get creative with some of our uh, joint venture names as well, which is, is a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of fun. So, wow. So you've just gone through your first deal. And so it's gone on one, one into 11. That's one into 11. 1 to 11 or 1 to 12? 1 to 12. 1 to 12 now, of course. It's a house. So it's 11 lots, but the house is there. So 1 to 12 on track to banking of $2 million. And you've got another one as well. So talk me through the second deal. Yeah. So second deal is, again, so when we went went with the, well, when we took the deal, we sort of became a local area expert. Uh, well, chatting, chatting with the local agents to understand what the resale would be, what's the, the local market um uh, you know, appeal would be for the block sizes and stuff. We got to talk to a lot of agents and Harry, you know, is the, that side of business, our business. So he got a lot of um, real estate friends there, or agent friends there. And one of the agents brought to us this off-market deal, uh, which was even closer to the city center, um, which is on three minutes by drive uh, to the city center, this one acre block, um, which is surrounded by all houses, but this block is in the mid- in, in between. So, which means that all the connections and sewage and everything is readily available, uh, unlike our first deal. So, it's actually much less to um, subdivide, well, the cost of subdivision. So, this one acre block, uh, we're subdividing into six. Wow. Okay. Uh, we, we got longer settlement on that um, as well. Um, here's the learning curve on this one. And uh, the learning curve, as we've talked about it before, we spent the long settlement thinking that we'll get everything ready in line. But because it's got no house on it, it's harder to get finance. Mm-hmm. And that was the learning curve that we made. And, you know, the LR, the LR, uh, LVRs, yeah. LVR is quite different. So we're, you know, around 55 to 60% LVR on this one. And, it, and it's um, been a, a struggle. Well, it's made us grow, you know. Our brain and uh, made us push the boundaries and made us think a bit harder. And we had a couple of, you know, exciting nights sleep. So, but we've come across the line. We're just about across the line. So, yeah, so that, that, the, the, the business does push you to find solutions. It sure does, Harry. And I know we spoke about this deal during our recent uh, group coaching call, and I certainly challenged you a bit, didn't I, in terms of uh, how you looked at this deal and other ways, to other perspectives to think about. So, Absolutely, it challenged me. And I got off the phone and I said, Arj, I just got smashed over the head. But yeah. <laughs> in a nice and polite in a nice, way. In a nice way. In, in a way that you've got to, to, to grow, to make you, you know, and not many coaches would challenge you like that. Yeah. And I yeah, was really. appreciated of it. Same. So we went back to the drawing. We, we have a good thing. And, and now we're doing what you said we're going to do. And we've already started lodging the application to, to the council before we've actually taken 
and we've got a little bit of an extension, so that's good. So that's all, yeah. And I love that you've taken that on board because I, I believe a coach's role is not just is to, to pat you on the back and support you and say everything's going to be okay, but also to, to challenge you and, and make you really think about different things and, and I'm glad that you took that on board. And I love also, Harry, that you said, yes, there's been challenges with this, but there are opportunities for growth. Yeah. And, and that is Harry, such yeah. a thing in development, isn't it? You know, you know, it's the challenges that really do accelerate your growth and, and you're never going to make the same challenge or mistake twice but if everything runs completely smoothly and you're just ticking along yeah it's nice to have those sort of projects like the first one as much yeah you don't learn as much like the first one it was sort of like someone just giving us a a, a raw routine in the game of cards you know yeah after um, and but the other, the second one go through the numbers again age it's uh, seven lots yeah. of division uh, six, six lots. Um, six lots, sorry. Six uh, well, Amanda, so when Harry got up the phone with you, uh, he called me and then he transferred the exact emotions that he received to me, saying that this is what I got from uh, Amanda. And then I said, yeah, we didn't say that. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, it's was, it was good. It's good to know that uh, as a coach, you know, you just um, not always highlight only the positives, but when there is a negative thing. Yeah, uh, raising that and um, being being able to deliver that in an appropriate manner, I thought it was really good. Oh, thank um, you, I appreciate that. Um, uh, just before we get into the numbers, how did you yes. both, and, and there's no doubt even from the first project, every single project has challenges, right? And sometimes you get news that you don't want to deliver. How do you manage, like, I guess, how Harry delivered the, ma- the message that after the coaching call to you, how does that go between the two of you? Is it something that you both, you've got such an open dialogue with one another, you can, you know that you communicate really well? How I'd love to know that because I think that's such a, a key ingredient in a joint venture partnership. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, well, I'm, I've got two kids, five years and five-year-old and uh, one-year-old, so I'm, I'm usually strapped for time. But um, whenever I drop, drop, my, drop, my, drop off my kids into school and daycare, uh, there's like half an hour that I, I call Harry on the way back um, while driving or even during the office hours um we sort of uh, communicate almost daily for nearly at least half an hour mm-hmm. talking about our projects talking about the current situation where we are at what we need to do we also have this uh, microsoft to-do app where we put things of what to do um and harry or me whenever we have a chance we just open that and then see what all we need to do and then harry would do things when he's free and then take it off and same with me if i finish that i'll take it off but the communication, as you said, Amanda, was is was, was uh, a key thing. And um, probably half an hour a day, we we so far have been managing the three deals. Three deals we've been we've got it up and running, and sort of a half an hour a day communicating is sort of is what taking taking us the you know sort of a, a safe ground for uh, yeah. progress. And so, so it's very much building that relationship, isn't it? So it's really key just to have that open and honest and transparent communication, which I think is really critical in a joint venture partnership, being able to communicate the good news as well as the, the bad news as well and, and navigate through those challenges together. I think that's a real key ingredient when it comes to any partnership. Not too dissimilar to marriage, right? Like, you know, marriages and businesses, you know, your communication is so, so important um, to help you navigate through whatever curveballs get thrown your way. So it sounds like you guys have got a really good the other thing to how you communicate. The other thing I'd like to say about that is that, and I can see that a lot of people could find out that they've got said the wrong thing or talked the wrong way or it's the wrong subject at the wrong time and 
you know. And I don't know what Arch does when he gets off the phone with me because I'm pretty straightforward and blunt, so we'll leave that alone. <laughs> but um, we've got to have the end goal in mind. Yeah. And you've got to say to yourself, now, is that bigger problem? Is that, so you, is that a big enough problem to, to stop going to where you want to get to? Mm-hmm. And you've got to look at it a little bit that way, I feel, anyhow. And uh, and you're all going to have, everyone, even the best friends have problems. Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you guys are doing a really good job with your communicate, regular, regular communication, open communication, um, and your common vision, which is really important. Yeah, that's, that's the common vision is probably the, you know, it's one of those things where you've just got to weigh up, you know, is the ant worth, bigger than the elephant you know so yeah Yeah. no that's amazing so let's talk through the uh, your second deal the numbers on the second deal oh yeah um so the one acre block we purchased for 700 uh it's uh it's not a regular rectangle block it's in sort of a sort of a triangle block with the sort of 15 meters of uh, 80 meters of frontage to enter the block Mm -hmm. Uh, so we, we are getting six lots uh, averaging from 400 to sort of uh, 600 square meters uh, of that, that, that size. And uh, each of the lots there, uh, the smaller lots are around 250K each and the bigger lots are 320, 330 um, each. So 700 purchase price and we anticipated around 300K for, uh, subdivision cost uh, over a million dollars. Um, uh, for it to, you know, for cost-wise, but the uh, netting, I uh, should won't work, but work at the numbers again, but uh, it's around four blocks of, uh, say, 320, 25, which is 1.1, and then two lots of uh, 250, and uh, yeah, 250 and 280, so around the 500 there. Um, yeah, so 1.6-ish is what we would be, um, we are anticipating to get it back. Again, this is cl- quite close to the town center and it's also close to a, a farmer's market. And uh, the bus stop is just in front of the ro- uh, front of the property and it's on the way to Melbourne. And, so, and just talking about that block, if we, don't, if we build on it, there's, more, there's a lot more money on it. So that's the, the kicker on that block. So if we yeah. start building, you know, three, three or four bedroom houses, I think there's an extra... Eight hundred thousand dollars in it. Is that right, Arch? Something like that. Uh, probably a bit more than that, I think, because the 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 quotes that we got from GJ Gardeners there, uh, they were quoting around three fifty to four hundred to build, mm-hmm. and the houses there are selling at eight hundred plus easy, and brand new. Well, eight hundred is quite conservative there for a four bedroom, two bed, two bathroom house. Yeah. Uh, and we we got uh, GJ Gardeners Gardener to give us uh, what they can put on each of those, each of those blocks because we, we got the land survey to draw the subdivision plan and we passed it on to GA Gardeners and they, they gave us, um, uh, I think, three um, different st- uh, different products on each of the blocks. They gave us options. Plans, yep. And then, yeah, when we passed on to the real estate agent, so he was able to give us numbers. Uh, so, yeah, so 400 on top of the existing blocks, we could get um, yeah, 800 plus on the resale. And what I love about this deal is you've got multiple exit strategies. So yeah, you can yeah. go with the land sale first, you can go with the hand and house and land sale, or you can build them out. So depending on whatever st- 
stage the market's at or what the appetite in the market's at. Mm. You've got multiple different strategies to be able to use to get out of this project, which is a fantastic way for structuring your deal. Yeah. And we also um, learned from Jija Gardeners that uh, if uh, there could be a commission if, if we choose to select them and if the end buyer uses them. So as again, that sort of... Um, the build rebate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great. So, wow. So you're talking about uh, another $1.6 million in profit. And what's the timing looking like for that project? We are settling in two months. Yeah. Uh, the paperwork is already. Uh, so we will be submitting the paperwork uh, in the next week or so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this being a, you know, in an infill project, uh, we expect the DA to take um, much less time, probably within so six to nine months. Um, yeah, we'll start uh, putting the, the lots on market in, yeah, in nine months' time. Yeah, okay. So we're in May, yeah, early next year. So it should be in summertime, yeah. That's amazing. And you can also um, you can also potentially market them if, you, if you've got confidence around the approval with the lot sizes, there's nothing to yep. even stop you from pre-selling them even before you have your, your full DA. You just need to make sure you've got a clause in that. So if you want to... Op- uh, leverage a certain market condition that's another strategy yep, yep. there to be able to pre-sell as well in advance um and then you've got a third one recently you just purchased too yes. well that one is yes. um quite an interesting one um there's three of us in this one so we've got three people Arjun and i and uh, um, someone from sydney which is uh he's a money partner as well as a an equity partner and it's a, it has a four-bedroom house on it that we couldn't actually find a wall from all the stuff that was in it. Oh, it's amazing. It was amazing. So I think the list price was 835 age. Yeah, yeah. And we picked it up for 700 wow. So there's a, a full reno and that's going to cost us about 140 which is two bathrooms, new kitchen, flooring, painting. Um, we should be able to, we're, the agent's talking around the 900 for the resale on that one. And we're going to get two. Yeah. The 900? Yeah, a good, good Renault, um, functional uh, Renault uh, for that old 1900s cottage style houses in that area. It's selling around 900 plus. And what area is this one in? What suburbs is one in? Uh, again, yeah, Castle Maine. So all, all three of our projects are in Castle Maine. Hmm. We sort of became a um, local area expert, I guess. Yeah, we started, <laughs> we started off there and I think we're going to end up there too. So, um, <laughs> and uh, we're getting two, one 500 square metre block of land and one 600 square metre block of land off the back with views. And they're looking at 280 and 320. Is that right, Ange? Uh, around 280 mark on no, 260 280. to 280 for both of the lots. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, be a battle the, uh, yeah, common driveway for all three lots, the house lot and the real two lots. So the house uh, with 100k worth of Renault, the house would be making um, its money back with a bit of bit more profit. Profit is what we anticipate. Uh, and then the real lots is just uh, the subdivision cost on those lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we would be able to, um, yeah, get out. We're looking at about two hundred thousand on this one, Arj, isn't it? 
this is after paying the money partners. So the, the conservative estimate uh, around, around the 300K mark. Well, again, Harry, in that FISA, we had actually only put 780 for the house. Oh, okay. we, we just put 780 um, with whatever we were seeing in the, in the vicinity. But after we spoke to the agent, he was able to point to us on uh, very well, well, good renovated house, period, period homes on, on smaller blocks, which we couldn't see for some reason in RP data, it actually didn't come up, but uh, he was able to get that extract out for us just a couple of days ago. And we could clearly see the houses are selling um, around the 900 plus mark, so like okay, really good amazing. renovated houses, yeah. So the to total profit before, before money partners are paid out? Uh, well, after the money partners are paid out. And what's the before money partners are paid out in total? Uh, around, the, around the 300K, around the 300K mark. Yeah, okay. And uh, we, we've also gotten early access to the property. So even before settlement, we'll, we'll be able to renovate the property. And we've got 10 month settlement, uh, which also means we can submit the paperwork to uh, council for DA. Well, That's amazing. Yeah. So from your three deals, your total profit is looking about 3.9 million? Oh, well, what? I didn't calculate that before. Did you recalculate? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, so if you're talking 2 million profit from your first deal, 1.6 million profit in your second deal, and 300K on your third deal, that's 3.9 million. Second, second deal, if you, if you choose to construct and sell all, all the six lots. Yes. Uh, and plus the, yeah. Pretty amazing, we, isn't we it? We never put everything together before, but <laughs> yeah, it's the first time, yeah. Does that just blow your mind? It's yeah, life-changing, it really. It is life-changing, isn't it? And just think of how, so let, let's just recap on all that because I think the magnitude of what you guys are achieving right now is only just starting to hit you, isn't it? Yeah, just I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually right on this call because uh, we've been yeah. busy enough that we, don't, we didn't add them up. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, terrific. So, yeah, well, so, recap, it, so recap it for me. So your first deal... One into 12? 12 lots of division, yeah. Uh, the first deal is one into 12 lots of division with the existing house renovated um, and subdivided in a smaller block. Um, the second deal is a one acre block subdividing into six, six lots, much closer to the city center. And the third lot is, third project is a uh, existing 1900s cottage house on a half acre block uh, being subdivided into three lots, uh, one with the house, and the house we are renovating the house to top uh, top um, market standards. Yeah. So not only are you uh, looking to bank $3.9 million, do you actually realise that you have created 23 new homes? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a really nice feeling because people, you know, most of our market up there would be first home buyers. So that's a good feeling because... You know, they start off on the property ladder. Mm -hmm. Someone asked me today at work, what's your best investment? And I said, I've tried everything. I said, the only thing that I ever made any money out of was property. Everything else I've sort of, I've got so much, I've got some money in shares. And in the last 18 months, all I've seen them go is backwards. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd add to that, Harry. I think the best investment you've made is investment in yourself. Yeah, well, that's that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Between the ears is the hardest bit. 
yeah. The, the most valuable real estate you own is the real estate between your ears. Yeah, the most valuable because it doesn't matter what happens to the rest, you can always use that again. <laughs> yes, that's true. And I, I'm with you as well. I've tried many different strategies and property has certainly been, it's life-changing. And yeah. you're talking about, you started on this journey a couple of years, years ago in terms of committing down this development path. Uh, at what time frame? Let's just go into time frames now. So your first project, uh, what's the time frame going to be from in and out? Well, it's taken a bit longer than we thought because of COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. So we um, signed contract uh, in. Um, uh, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just got another call, but that's okay. Um, so we signed the contract in September 2020. Mm-hmm. We're now in May 2022, but we're very close to getting the DA. That was the last bit of paperwork, which was the, the 173 agreement between the council and us. That's been getting signed as we speak. I've got it over here. We just found out where we've got to send it to to the bank because no one knew where it had to go. So that was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's the mainstream lenders. So they, you know, it's like, but again, uh, so we would be getting the DA by July, the max. And uh, uh, so July to uh, in a construction would probably be another nine months. We'll be out of the deal in, let's say, in a year's time. Yeah. Sold and uh, everything uh, and cashed. So May 2022, May 2023, we should be out. Um, with the a second project, uh, the paperwork will be submitted probably in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should be getting the DA in the next six to nine months and then construction for another six six months. It's quite quick because it's an infill um, subdivision. So we can expect another one and a half years there to um, sell out and, uh, and cash. Mm-hmm. And then the third deal is uh, we expect the DA everything the DA to come through in ten months time, and then probably another six months time we should be out of that deal as well. Wow! So, from... so you're talking about uh... so you're talking about thirty months for your first project. Mm-hmm. You're talking about twelve to eighteen months for your second project, and about sixteen months for your third project. Yeah, but as you can see, we're getting a little bit better at it. So, yeah, I yeah. think that we, I think we, in our first project, if we were a little bit more, wasn't working Fridays and on your call more and doing a more proactive, we could have shaved six, seven months off that. Yeah, and you're just gonna you're gonna get better and better as a, I mean, the, the results that you've got right now, or the the profits you have in the pipeline um, are amazing considering you're only going to get better yeah i, I believe yeah. that as well yeah. we're able to flick the deals a lot quicker yeah we've been offered a quite a few and we just even buyers some buyers agents and even though we got our first property from a buyer's agent um they don't all work that's what I'm trying to tell, say to everybody. They don't all work. You do your own due diligence, even though they convince you that it's it's a goer. It's some. It's nine times out of ten it isn't. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, we've got experience that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're if you're going to sign this sign a contract and a deal, you've got to be 100 comfortable with the numbers rather than relying on anybody else's. What else I love about what you you guys are doing is, um, and Harry, you'd know this. How I I teach the concept of your deal belt. 
and you guys have nailed this whole concept about your deal build. So you found a sweet spot where the numbers just make sense. The development plan allows you to do what you want to do. You've become area experts because you know that market so well. And then if, if it's working, you just farm that area, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat yeah. until the numbers don't work. And then you move on to the next area. So you guys are in this sweet period right now. Yeah. In your deal belt. The deal belt found us. Yeah. You know, it, it was just, I don't know, maybe we were looking, weren't looking that way and it, it found us. So it, it, it's just amazing because we looked at a lot of deals in Melbourne and we couldn't find anything that stacked yeah. up in Melbourne. Yeah. They're starting to stack up now, but the build because a lot of the builders are unloading their properties. We're starting to get a few around, but they still don't stack up as good as these. Yeah, no, it's amazing, and and it, yeah, it's been incredible for to have you talk through your deals, and yeah, you've blown I me. Mean, I, I had a high level understanding of uh, what your deals were, but now you've run through the numbers. You guys should be really, really proud of yourselves. It's quite an achievement of what you've done in such a short period of time. And it's a true testament to both of you working together, combining your knowledge, your vision and your expertise and and going out there and doing it. Knowledge is one thing, but you guys have actually taken that knowledge and just gone out there and made it happen for yourselves so that you can get to that vision and that lifestyle that you're both striving for. So um, it's been an incredible story listening to your three deals, uh, creating over 23 homes, $3.9 million in profit, all within, and all three deals is going to be in less than 30 months. I mean, you think if you had to work to earn that sort of money, and it's life-changing. It, it just opens up a whole new world of lifestyle to you both. So, it has. Um, and this will, is just will. the beginning. Yeah, it will. I, 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 can, I can see it now, you know, when you come across with those numbers, Amanda, you've just blown me away. I'm, I'm ready to grab, jump on the phone and tell my wife and she'll just tell me, to, <laughs> you know what she'll tell me. <laughs> she goes, Let's go to Santorini now. Yeah. No, no, she'll say, keep working. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I talking to both of you. And I have no doubt that anyone listening to this podcast is going to be really inspired by both of your stories, your journeys, and um, how you've worked together for your own visions, but collectively you're working together towards that. And the deals that you're talking about, you're talking about deals that you've acquired during COVID times when you've been in, in crazy lockdowns you've kept on going pushing ahead made these deal work even with the market that's stabilizing right now victoria you're still out there looking for opportunity you've you've found a sweet spot um and you're making it work so i'm really really proud of both of you and i'm so thrilled to be part of that journey on the sidelines cheering you on i'm very very proud to be part of your journey as well being being on board it's terrific yeah oh and just wanted to mention um like Every time, whenever Harry had mentioned that he's asked you a question, he would come back to me within the half a day and then say, this is what Amanda said. I was so amazed with how, how quick uh, you were able to respond, uh, you know, not just respond, understand the queries and also be able to respond and help. Uh, I was uh, I was really um, surprised and mind blown. I don't think I've, I've been part of a lot of the, um, the, you know, the property coaches group, but uh, I never had any response as quick as um, yours. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, your, um, your success 
all my student success is really important to me and I make it a priority to try and respond as quickly as I possibly can. And I can see the benefit of how that helps people keep moving ahead. So thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate it. Okay. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks for your time, thanks guys. For and, uh, I can't thank wait so to keep hearing your progress. Oh, no thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is Building Lifestyles, a show designed to help everyday Australians create a lifestyle that inspires them using property development strategies. This podcast was produced by the Rising Star Developer. We've been helping Australians realise their financial and lifestyle goals since 2020. And we play a pivotal role in educating, supporting and celebrating the goals and successes of our students. To find out how we can help you realise your property, wealth and lifestyle goals, head to our website www.risingstardeveloper.com.au. To make sure you don't miss an episode of Building Lifestyles, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review as it really helps others find the show. I'm Amanda McEwen and we'll be back next episode with more tips to help you build your lifestyle.